Dear listeners, I'm Lauren Conlon, and before you embark on this investigative journey with me, I want to offer a sincere word of my acknowledgement and gratitude. When I, as the host, first set out on this path, I was admittedly very green. I lacked the seasoned expertise and finesse that comes with experience in investigative podcasting and reporting. However, Every story has a beginning and an ending, and this podcast represents the start of my own investigative odyssey. So as you dive into these episodes, you may notice rough edges or moments where my inexperience shines through, but please know that every stumble and misstep has been a crucial part of my learning process, and I've embraced each challenge as an opportunity for growth and improvement. So I want to express my heartfelt appreciation to each and every one of you who was stuck with the story despite my imperfections because Grant's story is important. So your support and patience have been invaluable as I've navigated the complexities of investigative podcasting and your feedback, whether constructive criticism, words of encouragement, or maybe something that wasn't so nice has helped me and helped shape this podcast into what it is today. So without further ado, here is Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon? I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, right away, I have a few updates for you. The first one is extremely frustrating, but also very telling. So before I was even covering this case, Angie and another activist that was helping with everything had requested body cam footage from the Gallatin PD a few times, and they were told that they had to submit a FOIA. I don't remember by whom, but they were told they had to do this. And with all the moving pieces of the case, they just never got around to it. So months later, 
We had discussed submitting one, but Beth from Luna Shark was submitting them left and right. And I think I mentioned this before, but there was another really, really large true crime podcast as well that was submitting them. So Angie was just like, okay, great. One less thing on our plate. Well, last week, Beth Braden from Luna Shark finally heard back. The Gallatin PD had sent Beth back a record request denial letter after months with a simple check in a box next to a statement that read, no such records exist. And at the bottom of the form, it says, if you have any further questions, please contact the Gallatin Police Department, right? Because they've been so helpful thus far. I mean, I just want to say... I was in utter shock because body cam footage would have explained so much. And, you know, that could have been just what we needed to get some answers. So this was pretty devastating to everyone involved when Beth got this response. And, you know, essentially six officers were at the scene at one point. So I guess they're telling us that either nobody was wearing their body cam, which would be weird when we're talking about a life and death situation here, or my speculation, and obviously the key word is my speculation, is that someone told them that they had to destroy it. And so they did. And now this is even more of a reason for the mainstream media and beyond to take an interest in this case. Something had to be so corrupt over there that they needed to involve local law enforcement to get behind whatever it is they are covering up. And I thought about calling Gallatin PD and asking why they would delete footage or when exactly it would be time to turn on those body cams or when, you know, they don't have to wear them. And and I still might call. I just, you know, I've been hung up on so many times when I try to get anything out of that department. So I guess I'm just holding off, but I will get around to it. So I also want to point out that they sent another form back to Beth, an incident detail report. And there appears to be the names of six people that I'm assuming were on the scene, but we can't see any names or information because it's blacked out. But again, I was like, what? I mean, my immediate thought is that, okay, they do know who the three men were and maybe three of these lines are for the men And the fourth is for Aaron Solomon and the other two are the WPI employees. And, you know, that makes six. So yeah, they also list two vehicles in the incident report, which is very weird because only one vehicle was allegedly involved in the accident. So yeah, one would be Grant's and the other vehicle would be, I guess, Aaron's car. That's my speculation, but Aaron's car technically wasn't involved. So I've linked out Beth's Twitter, her this whole thread, so you can actually see what these forms look like. But yeah, I, I'm definitely left scratching my head. It just looks like they've had so much information that they haven't shared with the public after all this time. And yeah, I guess they're not obligated to share it with the public, but when something is becoming such a big deal that it's making your department look bad because of the way that they handle the situation, wouldn't you want to come forward and be like, hey, just want to clear things up. We did interview the three men and they are cleared. Or, you know, we did interview the two employees. I mean, it's just so bizarre. 
I'm really hoping that Beth and the Luna Shark True Sunlight team do cover Grant's case this week on their podcast, which comes out on Thursdays. I'm so anxious to hear what they have to say about this. So moving on, I did have quite a few people reach out to me who had some educated thoughts on what exactly the banging noise pattern could be that Anthony Nelson heard on the 911 call. And this is referring to last week's episode. So I was surprised. A lot of people are convinced that he made that call from inside WPI. And that is just, that's not the case. Because a few people mentioned, oh, you know what? It could be a pitching machine in the background. And sure, that makes perfect sense, but they weren't inside. I know that one of the WPI employees' version of the story has changed a bit, but this part has always been accurate. He walked outside to find Aaron Solomon on the phone in the parking lot. And I'm, I firmly believe that that is exactly where the call was made. It was not made from inside. But Someone else mentioned that, okay, maybe the Tacoma door was open and it was that ding noise that happens when your door is open or your seatbelt is off. And I thought potentially that could have some legs to it, although police and crime scene photos did not show any door open. But I wanted to share that with everyone just so you all could process and send me any additional thoughts that you might have. So before I get into the main topic for today, the last thing I want to bring to everyone's attention, and there's a full article in the episode notes, but there were four men between the ages of 26 and 65 in Franklin, Tennessee, who were all arrested following grand jury indictments for possessing child pornography and sexually exploiting minors. This is really freaking gross. And the men's names, so everyone is aware to keep your children away from them, Joshua Shinbaum, Connor Logan, Warren Bryant, and Julian Alderman. And on this article, one of the articles, it says that if anyone has any additional information about these men or the case, they should email Williamson County Detective Paul Lusk. And that email is paul.lusk, that's L-U-S-K, at williamsoncounty-tn.gov. And that email is in the show notes as well. Oh, so gross. I felt the need that (laughs) I had to just share that with you all. So let's get into GCA, Grace Christian Academy, Grant and Gracie's old school, also founded by Steve Berger, former pastor and founder of Grace Chapel. Now, I would say Grace Christian Academy and Grace Chapel have both played supporting, if not leading roles in this investigation. Angie and Gracie themselves, and I'm counting at least seven witnesses that I've spoken to have corroborated all of the claims that the school knew about Gracie's abuse, but did nothing. And each of these witnesses, I just want to point out, all have had a story of their own to tell about the school and their experience there. So you all remember Gracie's classmate on an earlier episode who said that the principal herself told her to tell no one what she knew about Gracie, not even her parents. The school told her she could not bring up Gracie's sexual abuse to her parents. I I just can't even imagine that. And then on another earlier episode, I featured the testimony of George Brewer 
remember, and you remember his story where students had to sign an NDA about what they knew about a teacher that was accused of grooming another student, and if they didn't sign that NDA, they wouldn't be able to graduate. So there is a theme here, an ongoing theme. Protect the image of the school and its faculty over the well-being of their students. Throughout the course of this podcast, you've heard me say that GCA most definitely dismissed Gracie's claims, and the head of the school even told Gracie at one point that it was quote-unquote old news, the abuse of her father, and that she had to get in the car with her abuser, even though she was shaking and crying and extremely upset. I just, I cannot imagine doing that to a child in distress. There was a new podcast that came out on October 1st. It's called Generation Y, like W-H-Y. And I love that podcast. It's a Wondery podcast and I had already subscribed to it. So when I got this alert that said Grant Solomon, I was like, oh my gosh, I was really excited. And I listened to it right away. And it was so well done. And they kept making this point that I found to be a really good point. And I just want to repeat it here. So during the time that Gracie was making the claims that her dad was abusing her or whenever it came out at school, Angie Solomon did not have custody of her children. And in fact, she barely saw them. Aaron did everything in his power to keep the kids away from her with his claims that she was crazy and blah, blah, blah. So Aaron Solomon's defense to the sexual abuse claims had always been, oh, my crazy wife is putting her up to it. Well, again, Gracie and Angie and Grant barely saw each other during this time. So if you go to the Freedom for Gracie website on the timeline, and I've linked it out in the episode notes again, you'll see Gracie's eyes. And Gracie's eyes during the time she lived with her father, they are so bad. It just looks like she wasn't sleeping and she was very stressed and no child should look like this. So the guys from the Generation Y podcast just repeated this fact a few times. Angie barely saw her children. She barely spoke to her children. So how could she drum this into their head? And this podcast was really only an hour long. So you know that they felt like this was an important thing to say since they repeated themselves. So yeah, Gracie... I firmly believe she did not make one thing up and she wasn't being fed this information by her mother because she barely saw her mother. So many of you may know this. There is also a recording that has circulated online. It's making the rounds on TikTok, on Instagram, and it's a conversation that Angie had with the school administrators over Gracie's claims that she was being sexually abused by her father. Now, to me, what is so disturbing and just triggering about this entire recording, and it's about 45 minutes long, but at no point during this recording, not one time, did the administration ask about Gracie's well-being or mention that maybe they should go to the police and report this. It just seems very clear that one they don't believe her. They are taking this as a rumor. They don't believe anything she says. And number two, 
they're just really upset that they're getting calls from parents who claim that they're being asked by their children what sexual abuse is. And this is all because of Gracie. It's all her fault. And keep in mind, there's no mention of any of these parents maybe asking about the well-being of someone who is sexually abused. No, nothing like, well, do they need help? Who is this child? Should we step in and get them help? Nope, nothing like that. These parents are just more pissed than anything else that their child knows the term sexual abuse. And to be clear, maybe I missed something where the administration already discussed going to the police. I don't think that was a thing, but I'm putting it out there just in case. What I do know that's factual is that Steve Berger's assistant did accompany Angie to the police when she reported Aaron Solomon sliding into those girls' DMs. So that, to my knowledge, is all that's been done. Now, I'm going to play a part of this recording for you, and it's going to be a part that you most likely haven't heard if you've heard the circulation of this recording on social media. It's going to be a bit different. And I do want to point out that when I did play that certain part of the recording on TikTok, and this was a few months ago, somebody commented that it was taken out of context. So now that I have the whole recording and I've listened to all 45 minutes, I can honestly say that it doesn't appear that anything was taken out of context. And I'm about to play a good chunk of it for you. Not not a good chunk, sorry. About five minutes or so. Keep in mind, Gracie was in sixth grade when this meeting took place. She was about 12 years old. They seem to be coming at Angie for Gracie's use of the word sexual abuse to her peers and how that has confused them and they are just not ready to hear about that. And sure, maybe that's true, but you have to listen to how they respond to Angie towards the end of the conversation a bit or towards the end of this chunk that I'm about to play for you. The way they say, well, yeah, but Aaron's still going to be at sports games, so we kind of have to figure this out. I mean, that right there. That is so telling. This little girl is saying that she is sexually abused by this man, and they're just like, well, she's got to stop talking to people about it because, you know, he's still going to show up for sports games and he's still going to be around. I mean, what? So this recording starts out with Angie Solomon trying to process everything that she's just been told by the administrators. Um, I really don't, I really don't know what to say other than I need to think about this. Um, I've worried about it since she was five. So, um, I worry about today, I worry about tomorrow, and uh, Lord willing, I worry about when she's 40 or 50 and has children of her own. Yeah. So, um. And I want this to be a road of doesn't go away. That she's on a journey of healing, not going backwards, not getting stuck, but that she's actually moving forward with Mm -hmm. counseling and relationships. Well, that's what I was going to say. I've I will. I've already called her counselor, and I called um, for both children. So we'll be seeing them her twice this week instead of once. Um, And uh, I'm very thankful and grateful that she's Christian counselor. Um, and very understanding and for the, of the children and their voices. Um, 
you know, like I said, I, the first time I heard Gracie use the term sexual abuse was yesterday in the car on the way home. And that was the very first time. And that was um, coming from what she said was someone had told someone that she had been sexually abused and that person approached her and asked her. And she said, my dad had touched me inappropriately. I think so is, somebody translated it as. So what I'm, what I think. And we did not use that word. No, right. At all. So I just. We kept it really vague. Like I said, I just need to think about it because I have never told her that's what it was or I've never heard her say. And that's where her confusion comes from because she's not old enough to. Well, and understand, I and I think what might be happening is I'm thinking, I'm thinking that if even her most trusted confidants, you know, they're worried or they talk to one person, that just happens. It's not wrong. It happens. They're, they're and then they're hearing it third party from perhaps an older person who does interpret it appropriately for what it is. You know, right, we, sure. we can put a label on it. Right. But even some older kids cannot. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right. I feel like that's how it's become. I think you're probably right. Because um, several parents have gone, I mean, several kids have gone to their parents. And said, you know, I'm worried about her. She was touched inappropriately by her dad. Or I'm worried because he, I'm some of her closest friends, he creeps me out. He, you know, even they have had concerns. So I believe that what might be happening is the children are being are overhearing the label, which is even more confusing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Because Gracie doesn't even understand that label other than the Lord made procreation for children and husband and wife. And I mean, and a lot of them don't. And I think that's where the disconnect comes in because I think some, and that's why I think they're either, and you know, it may not be coming straight from a parent. Like after they've said, it may be actually coming back here. That or they've overheard a conversation between like mom and mom on the phone, or right, right, and then they hear the the term. Because I've wondered about that myself since in the last week, but yesterday was the very first time that I have ever heard her use the term. And I, and she was telling me about the situation here at school, and she said one of the persons that they've talked to actually came to me. And, and said that they heard I was sexually abused and they were sorry. And she said, I was like, 
what? Well, my dad touched me inappropriately, so it's kind of like right. it's getting a blanket term because we we do have a label for it, but they don't. But they don't. So how I don't really know how. That's why I said I need to think about this and pray because I don't know how to. And I don't either. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, I think one thing maybe to for Gracie to hear from you is that you know her peers are eleven years old. They're not ready to talk about this, even though she needs to. And obviously, at this age, peers is a place that you go. Mm-hmm. She needs to understand that right now, for processing through this, her peers are not a safe place. Mm-hmm. Be, not that they intend to harm her, but they don't understand, and they don't know what to do with it. So mm-hmm. they end up doing something that inadvertently hurts her. So are there people here that are, there, there's peers that are actually, that, because Gracie tells me that all she's told is her most trusted friends, well, we two know. or three. and yeah. but it's gone, it's gone bigger than that. But what I'm saying is I don't, I believe, Gracie, I don't believe it's gone I believe it's gone out and coming back to her. I believe it's... But where I it's don't gone believe, out from, we don't know. I don't believe right. it's been Gracie. Well, that one boy, we didn't, obviously, we're not... Gonna I'm going to check her phone question, tonight. But um, Hudson Miller said that mm-hmm. he texted her directly, that mm-hmm. she texted him directly. And he's just to and be... And he was very upset. He I, he's, they're they're all worried about her. Yeah, they're all they, worried oh, about yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. They they're all, all and I, that worries me. To see them worried is absolutely heartbreaking to me. The 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 second the primary is right. bad. The secondary and the tertiary and right. the quarter is just right. Well, and they don't know how so, to process. Right. They don't know how to process. But see, what she told me was that one of her friends told him in text, and then he came to her at crew while she was passing out programs, and that was where he asked her. Okay. So well, that's I why I want. That that's why said, I wanted to see right. her phone because I don't. Right. I really don't Maybe because Gracie is through. embarrassed. Yeah, she's embarrassed, and and well, that's Hudson part of what that's part of what she's dealing with is embarrassment. And I don't think she would have told just blown like, out told him that. Yeah, but, but I, I think, do think I know who did. Okay, I, I'm. I really. I think I even right. may have heard that. So but like I said, I just need to think about yeah. things. And that and. I mean, I don't want to do anything more than we did yesterday because no. the more we do something about it, the more people talk about it, you know. And so yes. I don't want to. And it had kind of. But I Gracie kinda, was enjoying it being quieter and. Right, but I think as, all we did was let her know that this was happening because it was happening, mm-hmm. you know, before we talked. It wasn't, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It have I guess some kids were talking about it at the play. I don't know, but mm-hmm. several people heard about it over the weekend enough that I got three calls. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt. I don't. That was where she said that he came up to her when she was handing out programs Saturday night, which she was, because I walked up on that. I, you know, her handing out the programs. Right. And she said, he said, I'm, I heard you um, were sexually abused by your father. Well, he said that she texted her, I'm but sorry. maybe somebody else texted I her. I think. Yeah. And, that, and, you know. And you know what? I'm not condemning any of the children for doing that at all. Me either. At all. But They're I just, just know that Gracie processing. is so. Um, I know there's been a couple that are more free to use that term. Mm-hmm. The label. Yeah. And. 
I don't. I don't. I don't. I need to pray. Does protect her. It's more. It's better for me to think twenty four hours about things, and then the answers come in the morning. It seems like. Because I. Thinking about it all day yesterday and today. I really don't know. Uh, And you know, the heartbreaking part is it's her her truth it's who she is so she's having to deal with that too. and that and right and as an adult she'll be in a world where she can say that more freely but she can't right now and that's not fair mm-hmm. to her but that is a reality that mm-hmm. they, that her peers can't handle it the, one of the other things i think that increases it is when um i, I know increases it is the children are alarmed when they see aaron and they and he's going to be and they get upset, and they try to protect her. You know, it's a sad. It's a. It makes me upset, and also it makes me. You've got great friends, but it's like oh, this is again. It's too that's much for them. primary, secondary, right. tertiary. Mm-hmm. You know, and I talked to Aaron about that after Saturday night, and just said, hey, you know, we need to establish some healthy boundaries for everyone involved because. There's ripple effects right now, and it's just something that needs to be not argued or fussed, just accepted, so the kids can be, get be normal. Yeah. You know, because it's not just let it all it's not normal. Die down. And the healthy boundary away. was just yeah. stay back a little bit and let them don't let don't let everybody get. But he's so, going to come to sports Because Maggie was right in the middle of that. And I was, and they were all so concerned about Gracie. And I was like, everything's okay? You know, we're at the play. That was, you know, the Oompa Loompas came off the stage. Is everything okay? I'm like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know? Then I started making pictures of them and trying to distract. Let's get our mind, on, let's get our mind back on. But I, yeah. I just don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Today, I don't have an answer. But it's affecting Grant, too, so I don't. um... Okay, that recording was a little bit longer than five minutes. It was about 10 minutes. But I'm going to play you this next part where Angie describes just the way that Gracie has been feeling and pretty much why she felt the need to tell some of her classmates. And the response of the administration is just... Oh yeah, that's that's understandable. I mean, I I just feel like it's just so apparent that the purpose of this meeting is is not for Gracie. It's specifically for them to meet with Angie so Angie can tell Gracie to stop talking about it. They just want to contain this. That's all they want to do. The maturity level of an 11 year old versus yeah. of her peers versus you know an adult is really different mm-hmm. um, because I just don't think that they know what to do with that. Well, they then, don't. And then it spins out of well, and it's, control. For most of them, it's, even the thought of it is a new concept. Right. Well, I mean, then that is the whole what brought us here to begin with is that she, in her aging process, started to have confliction and confusion about what had happened, what was currently happening what was not was not being stopped when she asked for it to be stopped and what is this and why do I feel weird dirty alone 
why do I feel like something's wrong with me? So that's her trying to process what we know is a label, what she doesn't understand. So you've got that, and I think it just became, I don't know how it could have not become, but. Um, sure, I mean, it's, I completely understand. And this last part that I'm going to read to you instead of play for you, because this is the part that most people most likely have heard on social media, TikTok or Instagram. But again, I did have this transcribed. So I do want to read it to you word for word, just in case during the other recordings, you might've missed something. And please keep in mind, this is how they essentially opened the meeting besides, you know, the normal pleasantries. Quote, a lot of kids are being affected by what she's gone through and what she's telling people. And then they're so young. We're talking about 10 and 11 year olds. So they don't know what to do with this. Then they go and tell someone else. And it's like, I just don't want it to become the talk of the school or grow a life of its own. We want to for her sake. How do we contain this so that, yeah, for her sake, number one, because this isn't just about sixth grade for her. This is, you know what I mean? These are her peers all the way up. And so I don't want something that's going to be detrimental for her that's going to follow her. She's not thinking of the future. She's thinking of right now, but I'm thinking of the future and how this is going to follow her with her peers And then I also have to think about other students who are now having to deal with this with their parents, which if they're going to talk to their parents, that's great. And your parents can help you deal with it. But I'm not sure all of them go to their parents. And we're trying to squash that as we don't want other students then going and talking about it. End quote. This entire meeting is so heartbreaking because through the lens of this recording, GCA appears to care only about their own image and less about Gracie's actual claims and well-being. They seem to only be concerned for her reputation. And listen, maybe that's not true. Maybe deep down these administrators really do care about her. But based on this recording and this recording alone, that is what it seems like. They care about their reputation, their school, what other people are talking about, and Gracie's reputation as a student. The mere fact that they were already thinking about Aaron Solomon attending sports games and how they'd have to contain this because he's still going to come around, that just blows my mind. You would think that they would have a little bit of concern for him to be around other students with allegations like this made. And I also want to point out, and not that it matters because she was 12 years old, but Gracie wasn't going around telling people and telling lots of people her business. She simply told one or two of her friends because she was scared. She was confused. So the fact that this meeting seemed to really blame Gracie is another red flag for me. And I'm just going to insert my opinion here about something. I know that a conversation with your children about sexual abuse or abuse in general would be extremely hard, but I think at 11 and 12 years old, that might be a good time to explain some of this to them, obviously in an appropriate way. So it is kind of, 
I don't want to say funny, but it's kind of interesting that these parents call to complain because they would have to have a difficult conversation with their child. And we all know that none of these parents even bothered to call Angie and maybe check on Gracie. I also think that most people will find it very interesting that in 2013, Aaron Solomon was unofficially working for GCA. And what I mean by that is that he was helping coach some of the sports teams and GCA was in the process of creating a full-time position for him. When he was quote unquote coaching, what they were doing is giving him some kind of discount on the kid's tuition until they could figure out a full-time position for him. Now, I don't know what ended up happening with that, but I do know that the information I just shared about his unofficial position is 100% true and I have that on good authority. So overall, The school was aware of Gracie's allegations, but instead of looking into them to protect Gracie and potentially other students, they only wanted her to stop talking so they wouldn't look bad and they could continue their relationship with Aaron Solomon with a clear head. That is my speculation. And the timing of this meeting was after 2013. So again, I don't know how Aaron's relationship with the school was at that point in time, but the mere fact that in the recording they mention, well, he'll be at sports games, so we got to find a way to move on, that says a lot. When it comes to children, you should always be overprotective. Better safe than sorry. I learned that in preschool, kindergarten. So I just cannot believe that a Christian school would not adhere to this. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the school did not have a conversation with Aaron Solomon about this, because maybe they did. I just am not aware of it. But one thing I do know is that they didn't go to the police about this. Oh, but they did go to the police about something. They actually went to the police this past Monday, October 2nd. They accused George Brewer of harassment. Again, George Brewer, a former student at GCA, he's been on this podcast bravely sharing his story to hopefully help others. He's been an amazing advocate for Grant, Gracie, and Angie, and he had a moment last week where he was just sick of everything. The recording that I played for you on this episode, like I said, has resurfaced and it has triggered so many people. So George decided to send a few Facebook messages to this counselor and were they threatening? No. Were they nice? No. Were they blunt? Yes. And she chose to go to the Fairview police and say that George was harassing her they went and arrested George at his home. I mean, I, I am floored. They booked him. They took his fingerprints. They, he has a mugshot. It's completely insane. In one of the messages he sent her, he actually asks, why did you not report the abuse of Gracie Solomon? And then he goes on to basically tell her that she's the spawn of Satan and that He can't wait to see her arrested, blah, blah, blah. I mean, not super nice, but definitely not threatening. I have another recording that I will save for next week. I think I've given you enough information to digest for one episode. So thank you so much again for listening. And thank you for all of your messages and your emails. I'm going to go through all of them and hopefully respond soon. But please know that I appreciate them and all the tips. 
All right. We'll be back next week with another episode of Corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.